story that they told us about in training about George Washington's first female spy during the revolution they called her agent 355 because they didn't want the world to know her real name but her legacy lives on and does that legacy live up to the hype Let's find out together, shall we? Hello and welcome to another episode of the Forever Fangirls podcast, where age is nothing but a number in life and in fandoms. I'm Sheila Amato, and you can find me and my wife on our website at foreverfangirls.com. And I am Kimberly Amato, and you can also find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at foreverfanpod. Same handle, three socials, random hashtags. We, uh, <laughs> we are your hosts, and we are glad you can join us. As always, we think we have a really good show for you uh, today because we will be covering the secret agent all-female film, The 355. And those who haven't seen The 355 yet, um, you know, please pause us and uh, watch the film first because we will be talking about a lot of major plot points. Um, okay, so. I just love the way you say that because you get like all like animated. And I know the folks at home or in their car, or wherever they're listening, just can't see it. But like, Sheila's hands go all wavy, and she's like, just pause us. And like, her hands come forward. She's very animated about this. Like, I don't want you to be spoiled. Stop it. Well, I, I don't. So, because I, I know how that feels when you're like, really anticipating okay. a movie, and then someone spoils it. This coming from the woman who was watching Halo with me on Paramount Plus going, so does this happen? Does this happen in the game? Did this happen in the game? And I'm well, like, I'm I have to give you credit. You, you are not, you were, you were not spoiling Halo for me, which is good. Nope. Anyway, um, so when this episode drops, what I really wanted to say during this section mm -hmm. is that our um, podcast is going to turn two. Yay! Yay! Oh, wait, we have a toddler. Uh-oh. Terrible twos. <laughs> oh, no. Um, uh, but there was a time that I was petrified at the thought of doing podcasts. And look, here we are two years later. And, and while we're here, just a huge massive my hands are like super animated out wide thank you to everyone who has listened left us messages left us you know speak pipe and and instagram and all of that anybody who's entered our contest without you there's absolutely no reason to do this show and the fact that we actually have a listening audience blows my mind well we're very grateful that you continue to to go on this adventure with us so thank you thank you thank you very much very very much so speaking of adventure there's adventure yes what adventure are we going on we are going to talk about the 355 and their adventures dun 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 okay so go ahead all right well again from google so what accent should i do this in i don't know you're the one reading yeah. Uh, let's just try the inner world. I'm kind of rusty. CIA agent Mason Mace Brown joins forces with a rival German agent, a cutting edge computer specialist, and a Colombian psychologist when a top secret weapon falls into the hands of a group of mercenaries. Together, the four women embark on a breakneck mission to save the world while staying one step ahead of a mysterious figure who's tracking their every move. Dun, dun, dun. 
See, I'm I'm trying to decide whether I should do that voice too because I wanted to add in the third act. They okay, are go joined. for it. I, but it doesn't. You want me to do it for you? In the third act, there you go. They are joined by Lin Mishang, who rounds out the Fantastic Spies. <laughs> it just sounds weird <laughs> for me. Anyway, uh, this is streaming on Peacock TV, and so isn't it Peacock Plus? It says Peacock TV. Peacock TV. I'm, you know, it's like we're just at this point with the, the the South Park on the COVID show that they do. I think it's on Paramount Plus. It's like Disney Plus Plus Plus. <laughs> Everything is a plus. <laughs> Everything or TV is a, except for Peacock. 12. Apparently, it's Peacock TV. But anyway, well, maybe because we don't subscribe to Plus. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. I don't know. So anyway, how about let's go ahead and start with the good of the film, huh? Um, I liked the fact that it was like a classic action thriller spy type movie. With an all-female team. Yeah. It's so cool. I actually enjoyed the fact that they brought in a lot of the human side of what they do. Mm. It wasn't just, maybe that's what made it longer, but it was more about developing them as individuals. Their job was part of them, but it wasn't all of them. Yeah. Which I found fascinating. Well, it it shows that they are, you know... Full rounded people, yeah, right. Full rounded. I know what you meant. Three three dimensional. Um, that it's it's not just one thing. Although you know they're very good at the spy aspect. Yeah, you know. I mean, they're very good at what they do. That's that's neither here nor there. It's it's the idea that the movie went a little bit deeper, mm-hmm. as opposed to just bang bang explosion, yay scene. Although there's plenty of that. Well, yeah, there was a lot of development. There was a lot. There were tears. There was discomfort. There yeah. was. The emotional and familial, because mm-hmm. they they deal with their home lives as well. Yeah, I guess it made the stakes feel higher. higher. Yeah, as you were as you're saying that the the scene that comes to my mind is towards the I guess it's towards the second the end of the second act where they were in the hotel and their loved ones were at the other end of like this video camera um, they were thing. being held hostage. They were being held hostage. And Lupita Nyong'o, who played Khadija, she in this film has a fiance, right? Oh, and yeah. They were, you know, they were just going about their lives. She, she, she wasn't doing the spy stuff anymore, but she was brought in because she was the best at what she was doing. And, you know, when they killed her fiance after realizing, you know what, I have to stay, I have to stay. And then now she is the reason why he is going to be murdered because of the job that she was doing. And just that, that guttural scream was like, oh my God, gives me goosebumps thinking about it. It was just very, it, it, it was just very powerful to me, that scene. When that scene happened, I was like, you knew why they were showing you the family. Of course. But she had left it all behind. And even though, let's be honest, it's not her fault. You know, other people did the action. Other people are responsible for the action. But the guilt that goes with, Mm -hmm. you feel responsible. And that to me was shown the pain of what's going on, but then also the guilt after the the guilt of, I need to make this right. I need to get justice. And there was a line in... um, the Halo episode, actually, that we just watched, where they said, vengeance and justice, there's a fine line between them. 
It's very hard to tell yeah. which one you're going for right. when emotion and everything else is involved. And it was a fascinating line, and I use fascinating so much lately, but it was a fascinating line because looking back at this, I can see where you think you're getting justice, but what you're really doing is getting vengeance. And yeah. when you think you're getting vengeance, but what you're really doing is serving justice. Her performance and that development, again, made the stakes so much higher. Yeah. And you know, speaking of you know all of the the leads in this in this film, I mean, it is an incredible diverse cast. I mean, we have Jessica Chastain, and then you know we were just talking about Lupita Nyong'o, um, Diane Kruger as Mary Schmidt. I didn't realize that she was actually um, of German descent. I understood some of what they were saying. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know what? She looks German. And I kept looking at you going, yes, hmm, the high cheekbones. I have to say, every time she'd come on screen, I would see your head tilt and I'd be like, yes, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Penelope Cruz, you know, um, she, I haven't seen Penelope in a, in a lot of films lately. So it was actually nice to see her in this, in this one. And then um, Fan Bingbing as Li Min Cheng. And like, ooh, yay. So these are like really legit actors in this film, right? I was like, oh, this is so cool. So speaking of the actors themselves, like it was very interesting to see the push-pull between Mace, who is played by Jessica Chastain, and by uh, Marie, played by Diane Kruger. It's like they, they were both trying to do the same thing, just they had different ways of going about it. And, you know, they, they were essentially butting heads, right? They're from different agencies. They're, they're from different agencies. But, you know, eventually they, they came around to understanding, okay, you know, and I, I guess it was um, Khadija who actually said, you, know, you can shoot each other or we can help each other. And, you know, it, it actually took that third person to try to figure, to help them see you're stronger together than apart. It was an interesting dichotomy because they do both work on their own. They do, they're both afraid of what's happened. They both have scars and they're both trying to do the best they can with what they have and they don't trust easily. Mm -hmm. So it was an interesting dichotomy between the two of them throughout. Yeah. And, you know, with, with that, right, because this is a spy action thriller type movie, like there are a lot of action sequences and I just, I really, really loved seeing them doing all of that. Now it was practical, like that they weren't wearing like high heels and running, right? They, they did have some wearing some boots and it had a little bit of heel, but it wasn't like stilettos. Right. I was like, okay, that is practical. I can believe look, that. I know. Look, okay. <laughs> I do know that people are very adept at running in high heels. I am. I've, not. I've seen it. I am not. So I when I twist my ankle, I'll break my ankle. See, this is the competitive side of me. I'll break my ankle. I'll twist it. Huh? I'll do worse. Um, but it, <laughs> anyway, uh, watching them put on boots and stay true to somewhat who they are and, and get comfortable where they could be running around and doing other things made logical sense to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other thing that I really loved about this film, like it's a spy thriller thing, right? And going back to that, is that the the threat at the center of this chase, right? Having a powerful computer code that can control every kind of program, to me, that is very plausible. It well, could yeah. happen. I need to have my phone in order to have you know, log into different systems. You have within. the authentic- authentication. Yes. The- so, yeah, 
the fact that we are very, very dependent on technology, which is another, we again, we were binge watching some stuff to catch up. So forgive me. But in the episode of Picard where they go back in time and they're they're discussing and seven of nine goes, oh, it's back when the entire world basically was on one network. Mm. And they were like, oh, yeah, that wasn't so secure, was it? Because <laughs> if you think about it, logically, we are all on one global network. Right. However, we use that network might be different. But the network is the same. The highway is the same. It's right. the exit you get off on that may differ. Right. And that's why everything works, right? Because it's yeah. all in one place. And we all look one, at it as convenience. Right. But once you take that off the network and now, you, yes, you're not connected, but you're also more secure. All it takes is one person to put in one virus to stop one major intersection and the entire thing can come down. Right. And so that's why, you know, the, the premise of this movie, I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, they say the most powerful thing is knowledge. Oh, yeah. And in modern day times, if you think about it with ransomware and everything else, what is the most powerful way of stopping someone? You cut them off from the internet. You cut them off from their banks. You cut them off from the codes. You cut them off from whatever could launch whatever. Uh That's how you ransomware. You shut them off from all their medical files. So they've got an entire hospital full of people they can't help. All of that is how you get power. Yep. Information. It's, It's not about what gun you're packing anymore. It's literally about what computer you're running. I like that twist. I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there's guns, there's violence, there's shooting. There, there's all of that, as you expect right. in a spy thriller, because they're trying to all fight for the same thing. Right. But the ultimate goal is this one little bit of information that could wipe out everything. Yeah. It requires like really complex decoding in order for in order for the person to actually use it, right? Yeah. It, you can't there just like... Levels of security right, or whatever. Right. You just can't like plug it into your computer and then use it. No. Yeah, so... It reminded me of a movie called The Net, Another oh, Sandra Bullock film. Sandra Bullock. Yes. yes. Considering we discussed Sandra Bullock uh, the previous episode. Mm-hmm. Cute little tie-in. Uh, but that, again, and that was done in the 90s, I yes. believe. Yes. So it's another film where at the end of the day, what is going to take down the world? It's going to be cyber criminals. Yeah. Because it's everything Everything is on the web. Mm-hmm. Okay. What, what else is good about this film? I like that we didn't really know 100% what the 355 was until the end. Mm. And then they kind of became the 355. Right. Which and, I thought was cool. Yeah, I mean, you know, I actually did not see the trailer for the 355. So in my head, I kept thinking, what is the 355? See, and I saw a different trailer. I did not see the one that we played. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the second or, or different version or cut of it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it I doesn't didn't say. see that either. So the whole time I'm like, okay, but what is the 355? Right. And then I realized it's a full circle thing. Mm. And it was really interesting. I won't say fascinating. It was really interesting <laughs> how they brought that full circle. Because yeah. to be honest, it could have fallen to the wayside and let it go. Yeah. I appreciate the fact that they actually explained it. Yeah. And that's why I'm like, oh, okay. At the end, it was like, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. Any other good? I don't think so. Shall we jump right into the themes? Sure. Women can be strong, uh-huh. confident, uh-huh. smart, uh-huh. and wait for it collaborative look at that right women can do whatever they want yes and it was exemplified in this film that they're not perfect no but but they can be this they can be spies they can be the number one tech person they can be a psychiatrist who has no idea what's going on but eventually falls in understands and becomes a vital member of the team Mm -hmm. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. And that's why I really do 
like this film. It's just, it's very, it, like you said, it, it exemplifies all of those awesome traits. And it, it's just, it's fun to watch. Escapism. Yep. That was my word. I know, I stole it. <laughs> um, so aside from that, you know, another theme that I was thinking about was, so at the very beginning of the film, Mace's partner, Nick Fowler, is the love interest, mm-hmm. right? And he ends up betraying her. And so, you know, it you could see in that whole, um, when she finally discovered that he did betray her, you could see in her face that it was just, you know, I, I opened up to you. And so, you know, betrayal is never a happy feeling, but it cuts even deeper when it's someone that you, you love, right? It's just, it, I don't know why, but that's all, that's like sticking to me as, as the biggest thing throughout this film. What is that that line like? Nobody hurts you. Nobody loves you like family, but nobody hurts you like family. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Very harsh. Very harsh. Anything else you want to discuss in the the themes? Uh, no. I think that is good enough. You want to go right into the bad? Sure. Go for it. Oh, you want me to go for it? Well, yeah. I did the first of the other two. Oh, it's okay. your turn. Okay. In a world where Sheila <sighs> goes first. Here we go. So, um, okay. So we did this in one of our other shows. Um, shows? Shows. Shows. I was going to say shows and specifically, and it came out of shows. I don't know. Um, in one of our other shows, Turning Red, right? Where it's not a bad about the movie per se, but it was a bad about the reviews of the film because there there seemed to be a lot of backlash to the movie because it was from reviewers who didn't want to see women in these roles like they it was it, it was almost like you know these these types of roles are reserved for their male counterparts and it, it, that's simply not the case right there are women in real life in every facet yeah of every job yeah somewhere there's a woman doing some job that a man also does. Yeah, I mean, you were saying um, that there are women spies. There are right? female spies. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. There, spies. there are female in gov- females in government. There's female spies. There's females in the military. There are females everywhere. Yeah. So it's, it's one of those things where I just didn't understand where that backlash was coming from. And it was actually, I found this article um, that we're going to link in our show notes that I think, um, you know, it, it really does highlight okay, did you really not like the film or was it something else, right? So we'll, uh, we'll link that in the show notes. I understand where people might say they don't like it. I can understand this film is not for everyone. But if you're referring to it just being all women and in reference to Turning Red, we even said Turning Red was the most seamless production and it was an all-women crew yeah, for development they, team. They, they got the film done in the shortest amount of time. But think about it logically. That team, let's break it down. That team worked brilliantly together. Mm-hmm. They happen to be female. Mm-hmm. So nobody's saying that women work better than men. No, this, that's not what we're saying at exactly, all. Exactly. This group was brilliant. They worked seamlessly together. It was a lightning in a bottle. Everything got done well and got done on time. Mm-hmm. And they got to, because they were women, they could understand what was going on and show things on screen that maybe other films maybe could not 
Yeah. Talent is not relegated to a gender. No. Right? And so it's whoever has the best talent should get the job, right? Or and and should be able to shine and and really showcase their talents. So that's this film to me is just, you know, showing what women could do, right? And it it's fun. For all we know, the women in the world do do this. Yeah. I mean, like you said, a spy does not have a gender-specific moniker next to it. Mm-mm. A spy is a spy. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't get this. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the the cast worked. The the film worked well with this cast, with women doing what they happen to be doing. Mm-hmm. It could have been any mix of a cast, and it would still be doing what they're doing. Yeah. I don't, maybe it's because they spent too much time developing that these reviewers got frustrated because they were learning too much and it was too quote unquote feminine of a film. Well, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't get to read these. Right. Well, that's why I think that it's great to have that link of the article that I, that I found and have our, our listening audience actually read it so that they can, they can see that, that perspective because I thought it was very well written. Okay, I will link it in the show notes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, sometimes it was formulaic. Like the minute uh, Nick disappears, I go, "He's coming back." You know that, right? Of course, he is. He's like a major character. Well, yeah, but it was and like, he, you know, he's he's. Um, I kept I kept looking at him like he looks familiar. Who yeah. is this? And then when they introduced us to the fiance, I literally remember re- leaning over to you, going, "Oh, you know, he's dead, right?" <laughs> And you're like, no, he's right there. I'm like, oh, no, you know he's dead, right? Because she doesn't want to leave. Yeah. So there were aspects of it that was super formulaic. But it's a spy film. Uh I mean, as a writer, I literally have points to follow where I have to hit point A, hit point B, hit point C to ensure that the book follows a specific trajectory. And that's what people like. Yeah, it's it's moving the story along. So I, I totally... I totally get it, but there I will be honest and say there were some spots where I was like, okay, we need to trim that up because there was some dialogue that wasn't necessary or didn't feel necessary. Mm-hmm. I think it could have been trimmed and edited a little bit tighter, mm-hmm. but that's a nitpickiness yeah. in my opinion. Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. No. I, there are some films that I wish were longer and then there's some films that were like, oh, nah. Yes, I agree. Okay. You, is there any other bad you want to discuss or... Uh, I don't think so. Shall we jump right into the cute? Sure. Okay. You're doing it all now. Ah, uh, okay. So it's me. Um, let's see. The spies came together to tie the loose end, right? At the end of the film, they didn't really subdue Nick, right? They they could have killed him and then like... You know, made the body disappear? Made the body disappear. Instead... They actually subdued him just enough so that others can take him away and put him away where he can think about what he did. For the rest of his life. And it's that is so much more torturous to me. Yeah. Like, uh, just, just put me out of my misery. Don't do it. And they did it by Mace understanding his uh, preferences, right? The... the um, the poison was in the ice. Was in the ice because he liked ice with his drink. She didn't, so he, she was playing all of that. Right? It's it's the okay. Not everything that a spy does is all wham bam, you know, action. Mm-hmm. It can be finessed, 
that was the finesse. That was the knowledge. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, that is cute. It's, I always think that's a good. <laughs> well, I yeah. get it's a cute. I, at that point, that's also where they explain the 355. Mm-hmm. So full circle. Yes. Full circle. circle. Hashtag Sean Mendes. Oh, my goodness. Do you have any other cute? Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. All right. So I guess that means that that is our discussion of the 355. It is. Okay. So um, it is now time for our Forever Fangirls rating. Drum roll, please. <laughs> All right. We rate the 355. Four stars. Yay. And we agree on this rating. It is a fun, sit down, disconnect kind of reality film. Um, Do I think that, you know, it's plausible necessarily for all these spies to be running around doing whatever? I have no idea. We're not spies. (laughs) I I guess the whole idea is it's, you know, dark level covert operations is Mm. to make sure I don't know if Mm -hmm. it's plausible. But the idea of technology and information and a virus knocking out half the planet, basically, yeah, I can see that being plausible. It's just an interesting, fun-to-watch film that delves into slight, I mean, there's a good amount of action, I shouldn't say slight, but also the human side of it all. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of depth here that isn't just, you know, click, click, booms, Mm -hmm. explosions. It's human beings trying to live in, in a a wacky job with having personal lives on the outside and darkness within all of their professions mm-hmm. and still finding their place in the world. And they can kick. <laughs> yes. <clears throat> <clears throat> yes, they can. Um, yeah. And so I agree. I mean, it's a great movie and, and to see women in these spy movies, it's just, I, I, I'd like to see more of it. Right, I I love the scene where all four of them were walking into the auction, all dressed up and powerful. That reminded me of Ocean's Eight. Oh my gosh, that was just so cool! And they owned it. They owned it, and it was hot, and it was awesome. But even more awesome is that they were also very smart and cunning. Right, it's the whole package. It's not just the outside. They're very intellectual, and they they have heart. Um, it's it's really the best of of everything. And so I, I really think we should have more movies like this. How am I supposed to follow that? I agree wholeheartedly with everything you said. Normally I want to come back with something and I can't. Well, now you can just like sign off. Anyway, that's our show for today, <laughs> folks. <laughs> uh, thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, as usual, if there's something we missed, let us know. Hashtag Twitter, hashtag Facebook, hashtag Instagram. <laughs> I'm going to do that for so many episodes now. Uh, If you want to leave us a voicemail, speakpipe.com forward slash forever fangirls podcast. Just leave us a message and we will get back to you. And if you're listening to this on your smartphone, please be sure to hit that little subscribe button so you do not miss any future episodes. If you have a moment, we would love to hear from you and, and leave a review. That greatly helps us out. And until next time, stay safe, be kind, and remember, women can do whatever we set our minds to. But the path is made smoother when we have a few trusted friends to help us along the way.